from Brooklyn, New York. I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Pair Podcast Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regularly scheduled podcast episodes in order to give a better picture of how the COVID-19 virus is impacting all parts of the alcohol beverage industry, as well as to help provide a bit of hope and a path forward for all of us. Today, I'm lucky to be talking with Adrian Parker, the Vice President of Global Marketing for Patron Tequila at Bacardi Limited. Adrian, how are you doing? Hey, Adam, I'm doing well. Thank you for uh, having me on, on the podcast. So where are you this uh, this lovely day? I'm sitting in sunny Keller, Texas, right? And, uh, at, at my home, my uh, wife is homeschooling our three kids in the dining room, and I'm uh, held up in the new Patron office that is in the Parker residence. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> so um, obviously, we're all getting used to this new normal of working from home. Um, as you know, the person who basically runs marketing on probably the most famous tequila brand in the country, uh, especially in the premium level, right? What was your adjustments immediately when you when you heard that we were all going to start having to shelter in place and when you saw COVID-19 coming in the first place? Yeah, it was, you know, I think like many of, of us in the industry and in the, in the world, and, you know, I think we all kind of went through the initial shock. Like, what does it mean for me personally? What does it mean for me professionally, my family? And so, you know, I think, you know, that reflexive response is, all right, safety, right? Not only my family, but my coworkers and our peers. And, you know, we're very fortunate, um, you know, Patron's owned by Bacardi Limited. And, you know, part of what we did uh, instantly was really just, you know, close our offices uh, and really work uh, to start a task force to make sure everyone was safe. Everyone was uh, could stay at home. Uh, but also, you know, we worked really, really hard to support the trade. And for us, you know, we know so much of our business for a, a premium spirit goes through uh, the on-trade, restaurants, bars, this travel, it's cruise. You know, 16% of the American popula- population alone is in the service industry. Right. And so for us, after we were working on, hey, how do we make sure we're safe, our health, it was how do we help? And, you know, what do we do? And so we initially just reflexively jumped into action to help support through donations, but also through through hiring and making sure we could support our bartenders in our community um, who have looked out for us. And so we, we really... Um, you know, have been really focused on just protecting people, uh, keeping everybody flexible at home, and really just being human. You know, this wasn't a time to, to be a tequila brand. It was a time to act like a family and act like a community. So in terms of acting like a community, is there certain things that you've done specifically for uh, the on-trade business? Or are there certain initiatives that you enacted immediately? And also, how did you pivot your marketing strategy since the majority of people were now only going to be encountering you through off-premise? Yeah, you know, I think for us, for Patron, um, you know, this pandemic was deeply personal. Um, and as you know, right, you're in the industry, it affects the entire supply chain, food and beverage, families, farmers, transportation, logistics, you name it, you know, it's, it's, it's had far reaching impacts immediately. But even in the future, I think we'll see um, impacts. And I think, you know, for us, the, the goal was to really focus in three areas where we thought we could add the most value. The first was just helping helping our bartenders through relief grants. You know, we made a $1 million donation uh, to three different organizations to help, you know, children, to help families, and to, to help businesses um, who would be negatively impacted uh, by the closure. You know, I think for us, just because they were having to close their doors, we knew we couldn't t- turn our backs on. Mm-hmm. I think that second was hiring. You know, so every day we're hiring bartenders, mixologists across the globe to do virtual gigs and shifts whether they're, uh, you know, doing demos and tutorials or whether they're, you know, uh, doing, you know, Zoom videos for other bartenders to help them. And so we wanted to provide a way for 
a mixologist who was displaced out of their physical location still have a way to, you know, have a meaningful income. And, you know, if we could use our resources to, to help them um, stay, uh, stay somewhat employed, that would be an awesome opportunity. And then our third bucket, you know, after we're, help, we're helping and we're hiring, is this longer term view of how do we help this organization heal? You know, as, as an industry, um, you know, so much of the workforce is, is impacted. And so we've been really uh, supporting organizations, but also individuals uh, for, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, awareness of a government and lobbying and things like that to make sure that when it does come back, people know they can get back to restaurants. Uh, we're doing even grants to businesses to help them cover their operations uh, while they're closed. And so we're going to have to make sure that not only when we open the on trade back up, we got to have places to go back to. Right. So, and so those were our three areas of focus, you know, beyond our, our own safety of our of our employees and our and our team is how do we support the industry in a way uh, that is great. But then from a marketing perspective, the second part of your question you know, that's been such an interesting conversation. Um, you've probably seen, you know, the litany of brands and, and you know, um, responses about the uncertainty of it. And so I think for us, we've really, you know, focused on what is the role of a premium tequila in a COVID world, right? So it's less about, you know, uh, socializing outside the house. We focus really on digital commerce, making sure you had access to Patron recipes and cocktails on delivery, cocktails to go. And just, you know, having that, that comfort brand, I think a lot of people, and you've seen it in some of the trends you've seen is people are going to their tried and true familiar favorites. Yeah. And so uh, we're in a very enviable position because of our scale and success that, you know, P- Patron has seen, you know, a, a very large uptick in our off-premise business through through retail. And, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to, to monitor that. But, yeah, I, I think we're, we're staying positive, staying optimistic about the future in spite of some of the present uh, challenges. So... In terms of, of marketing and also just uh, consumption in general, we're we're up upon, and I think when hopefully this this interview is going to air, probably the day of the what is always for us one of the, the largest uh, you know traffic times of the year, which is Cinco de Mayo. We obviously you have a little bit of, I guess, future looking, and that you can see sort of how some of the brands adapted during St. Patrick's Day. Another probably, you know, holiday that a lot of Americans love to to use as an excuse to celebrate and and go to certain, you know, amazing Irish whiskeys and beers and things like that. Uh, but it really is, you know, Cinco de Mayo is really a, a, ma- a major tequila drinking time. Um, it's also a time when we've found in the past, a lot of readers have used it as an excuse to explore new tequilas, right? To to try something different. So maybe they were originally uh, one of your competitors' drinkers, and and they they read an article on Vine Pair, or they see some sort of marketing promotion, et cetera, and they decide to try Patron instead. Um, and maybe that's out. Maybe there's a lot of stuff you did out. How are you thinking about Cinco de Mayo this year, given that it's such a major holiday for um, tequila? Kind of what we see is kicks off the tequila season. So. We have this data product we talk about a lot on the podcast that we just created um, with a bunch of Columbia data scientists, which actually looks at the ranking of um, you know spirits brands and spirits categories in relation to each other. And this is when we sort of start to see tequila become the number one spirit in America for the basically duration of the summer. So with it being that important of a sort of kickoff time, how are you thinking about it at Patron and what are you doing? Yeah, I'll tell you, Adam, I mean... <laughs> 
Cinco is a Super Bowl of tequila, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody wants to get in, people who don't even you know, drink tequila will drink tequila. So whether it's a, a margarita, whether it's a bespoke cocktail that they've, you know, they're adding tequila to, whether they're doing shots, whatever it is, I think it becomes a, it's a celebration. And I think, you know, with that in mind, um, you know, this year, even though we're separated, we're not isolated for Cinco. And even though people are having to shelter in place, um, there's still an opportunity to bring them together. And I think, you know, what what better brand or, or company to bring them together than Patron? And so a lot of our a lot of our focus is on uh, giving people connected to their communities and their moments that matter. So where there's consumers who are looking for uh, easy margarita recipes who can go to our Instagram account and have a, you know, one of 20 bartenders kind of give you a tip on how to make a margarita, whether it's for our bartenders, uh, you know, hiring them to, to work these virtual gigs um, as well, but also, you know, supporting our restaurants and our bars. And so, you know, we're, we'll have, you know, support for, um, you know, cocktails to go. And so driving people to have an awareness that, hey, like, even though that restaurant is closed for business, uh, for, for a sit down, hey, you can actually get a, a, mar- a, a great Simply Perfect Patron Margarita to go. You can get it delivered. Uh, we're also doing something fun as well, right? We're doing Zoom backgrounds. And so a lot <laughs> of people, right, on Cinco, right, you know, it's, it's a, such a great opportunity. So whether it's uh, your background is, you know, a really nice bar, it's an agave field, you're sitting on a beach. And so, you know, uh, Cinco is so festive. And so even though we're going to have to do it simply and differently, our goal remains the same, that you have a great time connecting with family virtually or over Zoom, uh, you know, show you how to make an amazing Patron cocktail, but doing it in, in a way where, you know, you can still have fun. People still need to escape. They still need to have that connectivity and they're still looking to be entertained in, in spite of a lot of the obvious challenges. Right. So. Is there like a focus you take with what you'll take with Cinco de Mayo this year? So will you will you focus on lots of different cocktails? Will you only focus on margaritas? Will you focus on a certain expression of Patron? Like it, has that been something you thought about as well? Or is it sort of, I guess, I guess I'm trying to compare what you would normally do to this year, right? So perhaps maybe last year when everyone could be out, you could focus on a lot of different expressions of Patron because depending on where someone is, they could drink X, Y, or Z, but maybe this year it's easier to get a message across with one expression. Like, yeah. is that stuff you've, you've thought about or is it sort of, no, let's, let's keep the, the general strategies adapted to digital? No, that's a great question, Adam. I think for us, it's all about, you know, how do you Cinco simply, you know? And so, you know, if you do happen to have, you know, kumquat oil and <laughs> essence of, you know, hibiscus at home to make this, you know, high level, you know, uh, complex margarita, great. But for most people, they're looking to the Cinco simply. And so we've really tailored our approach to make sure, hey, whatever at-home ingredients you have, here's a great way to make a margarita. And so a lot of it is really about that at-home consumption, whether you're going to uh, you know, have a delivery or you're going to place an order in advance so you have tequila um, at home, you know, your, your local Mexican food restaurant. Hey, do you want to order something there to ha- have the cuisine and the food? You know, uh, a, a hack I love that I learned from my team. So we have a team of mixologists and bartenders on on, on our staff, and they'll be hosting a, a lot of these sessions is, you know, how to make simple syrup at home um, and do it quickly. So not on the stove where, it, you know, you got to heat it up and you got kids running around. It's hard. You know, it's simply, you know, one part sugar, uh, one part water, put it in the microwave for 90 seconds to two minutes, stir it up, and you've got simple syrup, right? So I can do that. 
I can get some fresh limes in advance, and I've got a great margarita. So the, the margarita is obviously the hero of Cinco, but you know we're also going to encourage our consumers to you. You can reinterpret any classic cocktail with Patron. So instead of a gin and tonic, hey, let's do a Patronic, a Patron and tonic. Uh, you know, <laughs> let's, instead of a, a whiskey old fashioned, let's do a, a great tequila old fashioned with an añejo tequila that's been aged in a whiskey barrel, right? So you can always reinterpret any cocktail with tequila to, to really elevate the, the flavor. And so, yeah, it, it really is about doing on their terms, whether it's a, a three ingredient cocktail or it's, you know, like I said, it's a 10 ingredient cocktail, just having fun, keeping it festive, but more importantly, just making sure you treat yourself because, you know, after, you know, what it'll, it'll be what seven or eight weeks on lockdown. Yeah. I think we all deserve a, a really good happy hour. So I'm going off of a little tangent here, but I mean, I've got, you know, the VP of marketing for Patron, so I have to ask. So do you find it's easier to get people into tequila through the cocktail than than through straight? Like, do you think that – do you find that a lot of consumers are like, man, I had a bad experience with tequila in college or in high school. Uh, don't encourage that, but we all know what happens. And now I'm not so curious about drinking tequila straight, et cetera, so I'm – my entry is a cocktail. Like what, what for you is, is the best way to get people into tequila? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, by far for so many years, uh, tequila just reminded people of a bad night of memories. And it's because they're drinking like lower quality, uh, tequila. There was mixed tequila, which, uh, for, you know, if you're a listener, it's, it's, it's agave, but it's also got additives and sugar that are, you know, that there aren't really, you know, natural or good for your body. And so a lot of those, the history of tequila has been a history of low quality. It's a, uh, you know, it's a drink you, you drink when you can't afford much else. And I think, you know, Patron 30 years ago was uh, really, you know, the first tequila that mattered at the premium level. And I think our, our heritage was that was using the best quality ingredients, hand um, crafting each and every bottle and using high, high, high quality liquid. And I think from there, it has seen an opportunity for a lot of um, spirits consumers don't drink tequila, but they drink Patron because Patron wasn't even really known as tequila. It was just seen as a high quality, uh, you know, high image brand. Um, so, so I think there is that population that will sit, especially in Mexico. In Mexico, a, a lot of people, you know, it, it's 70% of Mexico, they sip tequila. Like this, right. this whole kind of shots and cocktails thing is kind of foreign to them. But in the States, though, in America, where 80% of tequila that leaves Mexico actually ends up across the border in the U.S. And so we're the number one tequila market. We, see, we do see a lot of consumption in cocktails. And so that becomes a great way to educate someone. Uh, so if you're a bourbon drinker, you're, you're a whiskey drinker, you know, kind of swapping out in an old fashioned um, a Negroni, uh, think about a, a Bloody Mary with vodka. You can do a Bloody Maria with tequila. And so that has become a great, easy way. It's low risk for you to just swap out tequila in, into a classic cocktail. And so, yeah, we've seen that be a great recruitment vehicle uh, for, for people who have been maybe tequila resistant. But, they're, you know, obviously the margarita is still the number one cocktail in the United States. By far. So the margarita is an easy, accessible drink as, as well. So for us, it's really been about, you know, on your terms, whether it's a great margarita, you know, enhance it with quality ingredients or it's, hey, your classic cocktail, um, you know, let's re- reinterpret instead of a, a Moscow mule, let's add some tequila. Let's make it a Mexican mule. And then, you know, we found a lot of people actually don't go back because they, they kind of learn about the flavor. 
agave? What is that? What plant is agave? Like all these questions start to start to be opportunities for us to educate them. Interesting. So let's let's look into the crystal ball a little bit. So uh, hopefully we start to slowly open up in the next few months. Uh, social distancing obviously probably will be the norm for a while, but you know we're going to also be in peak outdoor time, peak tequila time, if you will. Um, what do you think sort of the future may look like and, and how, how are you thinking about that in terms of, uh, the kind of drinks you're recommending to consumers, the way that you're approaching the market, the way you may be approaching even, uh, on and off premise and people, you know, sort of consuming this summer and into early fall. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great opportunity, I think, for us, um, to really just continue, I think, what, what we've started. You know, I think we ended our, our fiscal year, um, you know, just ended end of March and, you know, for, for Patron as a brand, we just completed our, one of our most profitable years in the company's history. Oh, wow. And so the cat, well, yeah. Congrats. So the cat, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I, I, and well, thank you and all of your listeners as well. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting time in our industry because, because tequila growth is, uh, is so high, double digit growth, uh, in, uh, in a category. It's no longer this kind of emerging, uh, category. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a mainstay. And I think that hot growth combined with so, so many people uh, being interested in it has, has made it, has given a lot of brands an opportunity, um, to really educate consumers. And so as I see, as we get into a, call it a, you know, middle of the curve or a post, uh, COVID society, we won't be immune from the impact. You know, there, there's, you know, there's no scenario where I think the slowdown doesn't impact a lot of our companies. But I, I think for us, our focus has been on going back to the basics, you know, educating consumers on what tequila is, uh, how to drink it in their cocktails um, at their comfort level. Once they are going back uh, to restaurants and bars or whether they're delivering it or whether they're, you know, sitting on a patio to have it, you know, just making sure they have access to it. And so it's really been about, you know, digital commerce. Can you order it at home? Uh, and really those tried and true things. So I, I think you'll see us just kind of focus, you know, it'll be a little more conservative from a investment level, right? And, and uh, but I think really, really still focused on maintaining that momentum we had as a brand, but also we, the category has um, to continue to, to grow. So I think Patron uh, specifically will be well positioned um, after a, after the, you know, after this lifts to, to be able to t- take advantage of some of that growth. But also, you know, as people are, you know, we're growing faster than the category now. So right. which means, you know, if tequila's uh, growing double digit and Patron's growing double digits, spirits isn't well there, there are people switching right they're switching from a vodka from a rum from a gin etc and so we hope to continue that uh, throughout the summer but also uh in, into the fall as well amazing well adrian i don't want to take up too much more of your time uh i really appreciate you spending about 20 minutes with me today to chat about everything that's going on um and you know i guess in closing have an amazing single to mayo I hope that it is as successful for you as it can be, given the situation. And what will you be drinking? And if you just tell me like a, a boring Patron margarita, <laughs> like. Okay. Okay. So I have two go-tos. So one is we have been making uh, some margaritas for our neighbors and we'll deliver those. So I have neighbors. My, my oh, You're a really good neighbor. Oh, I wish I, you lived next door to yes, me. If, well, yes. If you live next to me, holiday gifts from me are, might be a little biased to my business, but. You don't know me complain. So one thing I'll do, I make my signature uh, frozen mango margarita. It it is it is it has evolved to be probably my go to. So we'll be doing deliveries of that to our neighbors. Uh, but but we we also I also love uh, for cinco and for even evenings. 
I do a nice uh, extra añejo old fashioned. So extra añejo is is tequila aged over over um, over four years. But then I do that with an old fashioned, and just the kids are kids are asleep. They're in bed. Me and my wife can just relax, catch up, whether it's Tiger King or it's, or, or, or TikTok, whatever it is. We can just enjoy a nice uh, Patron old fashioned. So I'll probably be doing that uh, in the house on Cinco while I'm uh, after I deliver my. Uh, mango margarita to my neighbors (laughs) well awesome adrian thank you so much for taking the time i really appreciate it thank you adam i've enjoyed our time together i hope you have a great cinco you too be well thanks so much for listening to the vine pair podcast if you enjoy listening to us every week please leave us a review or rating on itunes stitcher spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcasts it really helps everyone else discover the show now for the credits vine pair is produced and hosted by zach jabal Erica Ducey, and me, Adam Teeter. Our engineer is Nick Patry and Keith Beavers. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my VinePair co-founder, Josh Mallon, and the rest of the VinePair team for their support. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week.